Good evening. Hello. So I have something for you to try before we get into the beer. Give <clears throat> your glass for a second here. So a friend of mine, and he did this test for me. He said, give this a shot. See what you think. Okay, so it's in a 750 milliliter bottle with a little pour thing. It's kind of yellowy. It seems fairly viscous. It smells like a vinegar. There's a malty smell to it and some uh, uh, acetic notes. It's probably a good balsamic or something. Has a big sweetness to it. Definitely tastes balsamic. Has a bit of an apple character to it. White balsamic condiment. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it is pretty good. From Williams Sonoma. Yeah, thirty dollar bottle. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I uh, he gave gave that to me to test. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. And I was having a, a vodka tonic cocktail. I said, you know what, this would go well, and it, and it did. Well, I've been drinking, you know, apple cider vinegar uh-huh. in seltzer water. And, you know, I don't know if this would be a good use of a $30 balsamic, but it could be an interesting thing to try as well. This was, I mean, this went really well in the cocktail, I think. You know, having this sort of thing around for Mm -hmm. things like cocktails is a good idea. Really, I mean, it's, you know, this didn't have anything added to it other than balsamic. It was really, I tried, they had had a, he had a dark one too, and it wasn't quite as luscious as this Mm -hmm. one. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, good stuff. It's pretty tart. You can't drink a whole bunch of it at once. No, but it's it's got a nice sweetness to it. It's got a little bit of muskiness to it. Yeah. Got one more sip left here. It almost feels like uh, using it on a salad is kind of like a waste. <laughs> it's really more for like Absolutely, it's yeah. for drizzling on something. Yeah, I mean, it's good to sip on its own, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty good. Maybe you cut it just a little bit with some soda water. That might be an interesting thing. It might be like yeah. not like a, not like glass full of soda water with yeah. a little bit of balsamic, but maybe just cut it fifty percent or something like that. Yeah, but like I said, I mean, it goes well in a cocktail. I think mm-hmm. it would go well with um, like I, my friend had a rum and coke, and I, uh, I, I realized it was still too strong, so um, he had some oranges. I just flaked off some orange skin, put that in there. It worked great as like bitters. Mm-hmm. You do a lot when you know flavors. Pretty cool. Well, as far as flavors goes, we got some chocolate here. Mm. And we have uh, these buttons so we don't have to make chewer. So it's a bourbon cask aged chocolate from uh, what letter is that? R-A is that E? What do you think that letter is? The font's hard to read. Oh, yeah, that is weird. I think it's... I, I, I think those are just A's. R-A-K-A. It's just stylized or somebody's bad handwriting. I mean, it looks like my handwriting, so... Okay. Raka? Yeah. Raka Virgin Chocolate. This is Bourbon Cast Age, Belize 82%. Doesn't really taste too bourbony from the from the onset. Well, we were, we were asking ourselves what makes it bourbon... Cascade because I mean, normally you think about infusing and need some sort of liquid, and you obviously can't put the cocoa liquor in there because that would be too hot. 
Hmm. If anything, I'm getting something kind of like a coconut husk. Mm-hmm. We age cocoa nibs, there you go, in Berkshire Mountain bourbon cast for four weeks, where they soak up rich, earthy flavor, producing a bar like no other in the world. All right, Raka. Yep, that's how, right there. The very oh, first. On the back, they have it in normal font. Raka. Raka. Raka in the walls. They're uh, Red Hook, Brooklyn. So it's an artisanal chocolate maker. They were commenting about how the bar, you know, it's a normal sized chocolate bar, like a Hershey's bar, but there's no perforations on it. Mm-hmm. So it's a unibar. But if you look on the back, you can see it was kind of filled from an eight head filler. There's little um, concentric rings and a little drizzle, as you can see, as the bar moved on to the next station. It was still dripping a little bit. Have you, have you seen any Rick and Morty? Did I make you watch any of that? Uh, you've seen some Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, they're doing a couch gag on The Simpsons. Okay. I thought you'd like to see it. It's sure. pretty good. Let me uh, put the... Let me get this to the full 1080p HD version. Because that'll make the... Uh, so much better for the audience. Rick and Morty. All <laughs> new season premiering Sunday, July 26th. Only on Adult Swim. And now, here's Rick and Morty dropping in on the May 17th season finale of The Simpsons. There's a lot of visual jokes here, so it may not work, but I do want you to see it. Simpsons goo and this picture to this address. They'll make us new Simpsons. You understand me, Morty? Me? What are you gonna do? Morty, I gotta clean this place up before somebody comes snooping around. You know how many characters there are in the Simpsons, Morty? There's like a billion char- characters. They, they did an episode where George Bush was their neighbor. Alright, can't argue with that. Drinking <laughs> 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 Duff beer. Putting some whiskey in it. Made a vial of Goo. I think they just impregnated like alien cows with the goo. Just froze uh, Flanders. Flanders. Rick, I'm back. Wake up. Wake up. Jeez, it's about time, Morty. Give me those. There's eggs. Turn up the heat. DNA vials with your spit. Let's go. I'm driving this time. Uh, no more guest animators, man. <laughs> the best The Simpsons been in years. <laughs> that, 
I was just reading the story about how Harry Shearer is not coming back, mm-hmm. and it's like, huh? We had this conversation about a year ago, maybe two years ago. It's like, when was the last time we watched The Simpsons? Been a long time. I, I no, because I mean, I haven't even really caught an episode just to check in to yeah. see what it's like. I know there was a big deal when The Simpsons they made a, all The Simpsons available online, so now you have the entire catalog of The Simpsons online, but. It, I didn't care then, and I mean, like, The Simpsons were great those first, you know, those formative years, but I just sort of, it's not, it hasn't been like South Park, where, to me at least, I, I know you're not watching South Park all the time like I am, but like, to me and, and some friends of mine, South Park never really lost its edge, and it kept up mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with its satire and, and stuff, and The Simpsons just kind of, I don't know, it just, it it, it just it felt more stale and ordinary. Just kept like doing the same kind of jokes over and over again. And right, I don't know. Just it, the Simpsons. It feels like passed me by. Yeah, the Simpsons would never have done that. Uh, that South Park alcohol <laughs> commercial, for example. <laughs> Probably should. Uh, I mean, I feel like I should at least watch a current episode. Yeah, that's true. Just to just see to what see, the current yeah. episodes are like. Because I haven't... Jesus, can't tell you the last time I actually watched one. I used to watch them pretty religiously. Oh, well, you did with Survivor, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And I only gave up on Survivor, like, cold turkey, uh, like, last season. Mm-hmm. I would tune in once in a while to see what was happening. But it's been a long time. And it's like... great, You know, Grey's Anatomy this season... Right, and it's the kind of show. Greg's looking at me like, "Why the fuck are you even talking about this?" But no, it's, it's, I, it's everyone the, has their own shows. Well, I, I shouldn't have looked. It's it because way. I'm married, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it's a show that Heather will watch, and I used to be able to tolerate, find moderate or slightly interesting, but it's just it just turned into like full blown soap opera bullshit this year. Yeah, it's just complete nonsense this season, and like. Heather's even like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to watch that anymore. <laughs> I mean, um, I, you know, there there are a couple shows that that, that I watch that aren't um, that I'm not like super proud of that I watch. Right? Mm. Uh, I told you, Agents of Shield got really good. I, I don't know if you've I haven't you, watched it. Yet. Yeah, you haven't watched. I intend to watch it. But I haven't yeah. watched it. Yet. Like it started, like the first 17 episodes. You're like, okay, this show is kind of a middling. I'm kind of embarrassed to watch it show, but, you know, it's okay. But then it just, all of a sudden, the events of Captain America, Winter Soldier happened, which kind of flipped the entire show on its, on its end. And, and then all these things that were set up in those boring episodes paid off. And then the show just sort of took off like a rocket. And now it's like a full-blown comic book show. It's it's great if you sort of appreciate the kind of comic bookiness of it. I see. Uh, and I really like Elementary too. I told you that mm-hmm. the the second season wasn't as good uh, as the first and the third season, but the acting has always been very, very good. And while the procedural aspect of it is kind of like, eh, it rises above that because the the level of acting is so good. Right. It's a much better show than than the BBC Sherlock. Okay. I watched, Not as flashy. I watched. Uh... Really? You think it's better than Sherlock? Even the first season that was so good? The first season was great because it was so unique and flashy. But really, when you when you get into Elementary, and particularly since the, the second, the, the further episodes of Sherlock 
really went downhill. Yeah. Once you figured it out, you know, once you understood what they were going for, mm-hmm. it didn't seem as unique and as interesting anymore. Okay. I just didn't think the last season of Sherlock was was very well done. No. I'm kind of optimistic that maybe they can bring it back, but who knows. Uh, so I watched a few more episodes of Kimmy. Kimmy's a good show. Kimmy, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, that's definitely good show. What else have I watched? Which episode did you get to? Uh, so there was the one where the other mole person came into town and married the gay guy. Uh-huh. I think that might have been the okay, last episode Okay, so you didn't see the one where she went to the party? That's my favorite thing is episode went seven. to the party. I mean the... Oh, the one with... Uh, when the husband's back in town? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. The talcum powder. That's a great episode. Yeah, I, I love... There's so many little like mm-hmm. scenes in there, too, like when he's at the ATM and... Uh, <laughs> January, January 2nd, 1934, my grandmother's birthday. One, two, three, four. Great pin, Titus. <laughs> yeah, so that's you know, I'm working through that. I'm a little bit behind on community, but I intend to pick up on that. I find that, like I said, this season, I wish the episodes were shorter because I think that the community managed to get a I think the, the number of jokes are the same, but now it's stretched out over twenty eight minutes out of twenty one, and you don't feel it doesn't feel as hectic, doesn't doesn't feel as as jam packed. Um, yeah, I'm not enjoying the season as much as I thought I would. It's been pleasant, but it's it's not my. I mean, like community seasons one through three and five are like definitely my favorite show on television. Now I'm not. Mm-hmm. It, this season six is not on the same level to me. Are you still glad they made it, or do you wish they wouldn't have picked it up? Yeah, I'm glad they made it. Like I said, it's pleasant. It's it is you know it's nice to to have around, but it's not right. It's not like wow, you you have to. I'm not like telling everybody you have to watch season six. I've been enjoying Silicon Valley. Oh, great show! This season, I think it's it's coming. I mean, it's always been a good show, but I'm I'm looking forward to see where the, the mm-hmm. season goes. But there's also like so there's a difference between Silicon Valley so far this season and Game of Thrones so far this season, where I feel Game of Thrones is like setting up some kind of big, uh, you know, big episode where like shit, look, shit just happens, right? Shit hits the fan, and Silicon Valley is setting up something, you know, with the whole lawsuit and mm-hmm. the movie launch and everything. But they're also providing, you know, a bunch of things along the way where, like, I'm watching Game of Thrones and there's some things in there, but it's like, you know, come on, throw me some major, you know, major thing. Well, we're vastly reaching the point and some of the storylines have already reached the point where I can't tell you anymore. They've gone basically, for almost all the storylines, they've gone beyond the books. There are a few, like in King's Landing, where they haven't necessarily gone beyond the books yet. But they're at the point now mm-hmm. where the book's aren't out yet and yet the story's continuing so now it, it's it's reaching the point where yeah I can't tell you anymore I, I'm just as interested as I mean, it, I mean it's not like I'm looking forward to something happening because I know it's going to be like right. the Red Wedding was you know everyone every Game of Thrones fan was like just waiting for everybody to react to the Red Wedding because right you know, how no, big it was. I hear you it just seems like you know it seems like it's really the, the crescendo's building and there's the next episode or two it's going to be a lot of action. It might not be the climax of the season, but there's going to be a busy episode with a lot of shit happening. Well, it definitely seems like in in the show itself, winter is coming. And in the books, even though that's said a lot, it always feels like, well, winter is coming, but, you know, it'll be... 
it'll be years from now, but now it feels like, you know, those zombies are right around the corner. Yeah. Cool. Um What the else? What the else? Oh, I heard a story today or it was was a couple a week ago, a couple weeks ago on Marketplace podcast. Uh I just listened to it today though. And one of the stories they're talking about is uh glass recycling. Mm. And like how a lot of glass glass that's being, you know, going to the recycle plants is getting put into landfills because of uh it's not it's a recyclable product, but the economics aren't there to yeah. recycle it. The the best recycling you can do is aluminum. Aluminum is relatively easy to recycle. It costs a lot less to recycle aluminum than it does to get bauxite out of the ground. Um Aluminum is the best recyclable you we have. I think paper is decent, but not great because there's a lot of toxic stuff that comes out when you do paper recycling. I was doing a little bit of research today about the glass thing. Yeah, and we talked about the bauxite stuff. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off, but I was uh, the glass thing. There's actually I have more to say about, and that is I was doing some research because I went to the marketplace article to see if they had any of their sources cited. Because when you just search for glass not recyclable, mm-hmm. first ten things you get are the glass recycling industry mm-hmm. giving pro glass shit. You know, Wikipedia didn't have that much, but Boulevard Brewing Company had spun off a company in Kansas City to do local glass recycling. So we might have an opportunity to actually talk to... No, we're going to get the... the. You know, they're going to acknowledge how the default recycling streams aren't effective mm-hmm. because they actually have, like, I guess, purple dumpsters or something all over the city where you can drop off your glass hmm. or something like that. So I think it might be interesting to talk with the yeah, absolutely. With Boulevard and the spinoff of Boulevard's Brunken. I forget the name of it. It's like uh, Rippling Glass or something like that. We always look for some sort of angle to talk about things when we go to Saber. Yeah, yeah, we could actually try to do it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see how how much. Uh, yeah, John. Well, I don't even know. John might be retired now. He might not be there this year. Somebody will be there. That's yeah. the great thing about Saber. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will be there. So we, we could definitely look at that. There's a, uh, speaking of angles of things, you know, we've talked about diversity in craft beer quite a bit. So there's a, a beer, well, there's a podcast. It's a comedy podcast, which uses beer as its vehicle. It's a Pittsburgh-based podcast with, uh, I, th- I, I haven't, I've listened to the one episode there with the Brew Gentleman, and they interviewed um, the Mara Braddock, uh, I can't think of his name right now. The the Mayor Braddock, you know, he's the guy that's revitalizing that whole town. Okay. You know, he's he's doing great things. So they interviewed him, and and they, you know, it seems like you know sometimes there it's probably their other shows are probably a lot more yuck yuck, and not, but you know John that's his name John everyone's yelling at the radio who lives in Pittsburgh right now I'm drawing a blank um, I'm not but he was uh, you know making like very in good he was a very good interviewee talking about the revitalization revitalization of Braddock and everything it was a pretty good show and then like the color guy was like you know coming in with like these <laughs> you said the, the color, color guy the color, not yeah. the colored no, yes the color commentator role <laughs> of, of the host even though yes they are both black okay they are both black so it's this it's called drinking partners mm-hmm. and I want to hear a couple more episodes to hear exactly what they are about. Um, but I think it would be interesting maybe to get those guys on and talk about diversity in craft beer. Yeah, sure. So I would love to. I, I think they're both, 
well, the, so I know I'm like I can't tell if it's always the same two guys or if it's one guy and a guest. And uh, but I think he generally gets comedians on. So it's kind of it's almost like a Doug loves movies, mm-hmm. but it's this guy loves beer type thing, kind of like that. But you know, just you know, they definitely like craft beer and whatnot. And you know, I'd love to. I don't know. A couple, without couple white guys wanting to talk to black guys about diversity and craft well, beer. Well, we're not we're talking about be, beer. Not we, we don't want yeah. to talk about. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, we want to talk about diversity, but yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with if we're if we're bringing them on to talk about diversity. Sure. There's nothing wrong with you know sure asking. Them. I mean, well, no, that, I mean, that should that, be your point. But then there's you know a couple. You know. Well, th- well, the point is we should be asking people who are we shouldn't be that us asking white people about diversity that kind of ruins right. the whole point. Right. Yeah. I'm just worried about you know like every everyone wants a black friend you know it's like we want to talk to a black guy about diversity you know so I'm a little worried about how that might come across but it probably I would think they'd be receptive, it's important so. to get somebody else's perspective sure our perspective is I mean it's it's twisted by the by so many other factors including that we're white <laughs> yes what's his name damn it <laughs> I gotta look it up I gotta look it up. <laughs> the mayor of Braddock. I don't know why that's that important. He uh, he does amazing. He's done amazing. John Fetterman. That's it. He he's done really amazing things for the city or for that that city. And uh, he should be. Res- I mean, people respect him, and I, I from what I know about him, I respect all the work that he's put in. Let's ask him about corruption. Let's ask him how much he's how much take back he's getting. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know what I was going to say I was going to stand up for him but I mean you're just being funny so no point in he yeah we'll talk about him later because you, you probably won't I'll start talking about it and you don't care at all so we'll figure out some other time to bring it up that's okay that's 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 the pre and post show one of us is talking the person doesn't care <laughs> Uh, what happened this? A lot of a lot of a lot of news happened this week. Um, Boston bomber guy got death penalty. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. It kind of a- seems. I mean, I'm anti-death penalty, so I feel like just just adding more death that doesn't really solve the problem, and uh, it also kind of gives him money once in a, in a weird, sick way. Yeah, I'm, I I don't have a strong opinion either way. I'm not anti-death. I'm not pro-death either. I don't know what I think should his sentence should be. Cosby on sex assault allegations. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, you probably should have seen this coming. <laughs> He called his, he, he, I forget what he called his tour, saying like, not nearly done. And it's like, that's, it's a bad thing for Cosby to say he's not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Bud Light one, right? What was the Bud the, Light? Oh, it was on uh, last week tonight, or was it last week, right? Bud Light ran this, so they did, you know, it's part of the Up For Whatever campaign, you mm-hmm. know, the one they launched at the Super Bowl with the Pac-Man and stuff, you know, you're up for whatever. Mm. And on the bottle labels, basically said, you know, 
the perfect thing to remove no from your vocabulary. Oh. And it sounded very campus assaulty. Yes. <laughs> very, very campus assaulty. And uh, they did a thing on last week tonight. I think tonight. that's kind of what they were going. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I haven't seen last week. Oh, okay. So should... they, they had uh, three. You probably know all three. Why can't I talk tonight? You probably would know the names of all three comedians. But they did this like re, redo of you know three guys walking into a bar uh-huh. and trying to order something. And the bartender trying to push Bud Light for the Up for Whatever campaign. And they're like, they won't take it. And then like they just start riffing. And Wyatt, Wyatt Sinek was one of them. And the other two guys, I don't know their names. And they were just like, Bud Light tastes like... Actually, you should, we should play it. All right. I'm sure you... Because I think they put their stuff up on YouTube, right? Yes. Some of them. Let's see if they had this one. Uh, just search for like last week tonight up for whatever they went back and played some more of uh, the guys just kind of riffing on like improving after the credits too Uh, last week tonight up for whatever uh, state legislatures. Maybe just search for last week tonight, Bud Light. Then, all right. I just thought their skit was easy to find. Seems like they generally put their stuff up. But they put their their main stuff up. They don't put the. Okay, here we go. All right. Oh, oh no, I, I have it down. Light is the feudal peasant covered in donkey shit of beers. <laughs> Let's get back to it. Bud Light. Uh, if Budweiser is the king of beers, then Bud Light is the feudal peasant covered in donkey shit of beers. And this week, Bud Light found itself in trouble. Hard to understand how this made it past the pitch meeting. A slogan on bottles of Bud Light called it, quote, the perfect beer for removing no from your vocabulary for the night. Well, 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 clearly... I did not just drink a Bud Light because no Bud Light, no, no. It is pretty obvious why this slogan was problematic. Some said the message recalls alcohol's connection to sexual assault. Critics saying it invites attacks on women. I say it has a a certain rapey feel to it. Okay, that's true, but it would be great if you used a slightly more serious word than rapey because it's somewhat diminishing. It's like saying Floyd Mayweather is a smidge assaulty. It's, it's <laughs> technically correct, but it'd be more appropriate to say he's a woman battering human landfill. That would be more on the money. He's, he's a good boxer. He boxes as well, apparently. The amazing thing was, this was not just one person's mistake. The label went through at least five layers of approval before it landed on the bottle. Allow me to venture a wild guess as to what those five layers of approval at Budweiser's corporate headquarters were. Layer one, yeah, boy! <laughs> Layer two, sick idea, brah! Layer three, that's what I'm talking about, aight! Layer four, no, 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 that's what I'm talking about, son! And, of course, step five, blah! <laughs> approved! It's the Bud Light way. The, the slogan has since been withdrawn, but Bud Light's broader up for whatever campaign remains. And you've probably seen the hidden camera-based commercials. What's up, guys? What's your name? Riley. So if I gave you a Bud Light, are you up for whatever happens next? Yeah. 
Oh, good. That's great news. Fantastic. I've got two more questions for you then. What's your blood type and how would you like to meet Keith Richards? <laughs> in, in these ads, whenever someone accepts they're taking on a spontaneous adventure, which might involve playing table tennis with Arnold Schwarzenegger or a real-life game of Pac-Man, which, sure, looks, looks like fun, especially if you're a ten-year-old in 1985. <laughs> But if Bud Light really wants to fix the mistakes in its marketing, then in the interest of accuracy, they need to fix those ads too. What's up, guys? Hey. If I gave you this Bud Light, are you up for whatever happens next? Yeah. 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 Wait, do I have to drink the Bud Light? Yeah. Oh, then no. What? Why? Because Bud Light tastes like a beer that someone already threw up. Yeah, it's like a liquid John Mayer song. Okay, but the thing is, like, it's all about whatever happens next, so if you could... Yeah, but it tastes like the flat soda that a homeless guy uses to rinse off furs. Yeah, that's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> okay, look, I'm not supposed to do this, but we have hidden cameras inside of this bar, and when you get outside, there's, like, illegal. gonna be this huge thing for you if you could just drink this Bud Light. You mean the beer that tastes like water strained from a gutter full of dog's teeth? Bud Light tastes like the scared urine of a rabbit. It's like Steven Seagal's pre-cum. Yeah, but we have like an <laughs> epic night plan for you. Okay, listen to me very, very carefully. This is important. If a nickel could urinate, uh -huh. it would taste like Bud Light. That's exactly yeah. Bud Light tastes like the ghost of a dead lemon. Basically, water could just go bad. We have a stretch limo waiting for you guys outside with Peyton Manning in it, and he's going to take you to play a game of giant Jenga, okay? And then after that, you're going to go on one of those virgin galactic missions into space. That sounds amazing. I'm just not going to do it. All right, you know what? Oops, let me drink it. What does that taste like? Describe it. It tastes like if a raccoon ejaculated carbonated vinegar inside of an old log. That is yes. good. Yeah. Really nice. Bud Light, <laughs> the only beer that makes you up for literally anything else. <laughs> we should start using those descriptors. <laughs> it's like Steven Seagal's pre-cup. <laughs> Uh, what new word could we use to describe? <laughs> it's Segalian. Segalian. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really, not really much to talk about. We, we just we did two. Uh, Visual things on the show. <laughs> Maybe we should just go. <laughs> that one wasn't so visual. No, that's true. All right, let's do some beers. If I can find the stop button. <laughs>